If you ask me, we've been doing that for 10 years. Magento always has been composable. A lot of people used it as a composable system. If you integrate Akinio as a PIM and Navision as an ERP, and you have search coming from Clevu or from Sensei, from Adobe, and your emails come from MailChimp, etc. That's all composed. with mage talk you know um did you yeah i was wondering about that did you did you start off purely as phone calls so to say without without video when you started doing that with uh, philip yeah yeah it was yeah no it was just um it was just audio for for years um and um yeah and then you know and then at some point it was like oh you know video is you know you can you can do more with video and so you kind of just assume video is is better but um i don't know and, I, and a lot of the um a lot of the podcasts that i like to listen to are like audio only as well so it's like well, well what the heck you know give it, if give i it a can and, um, if i can i always look up yes. the podcasts on youtube i do that too well i i definitely i i always at least look them up and then sometimes I'll watch some of them. Sometimes I'll watch a lot of them on YouTube, but um, but my like if I'm like if I'm if I'm walking or if I'm doing something, which is probably the majority of the time that I listen to podcasts. If I'm washing the dishes or whatever, then I'm I'm so I'm still primarily listening to audio. But I w I will always you do always want to look it up and connect a visual. Um, but do you like you just watch entire everything on full like? Like a hundred, like a hundred percent YouTube for your podcast consumption. Yeah, um, I um, I also watch a lot of podcasts while doing dishes. Uh, if I have, um, I could ah. have a lot more podcasts actually, but um, to 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 consume, so to say. But uh, I like it. Uh, it makes me feel part of uh, part of the room, and I I like the facial practice mm -hmm. uh, facial expressions and the interaction mm -hmm. um and um yeah yeah just uh, I'm, I'm so used to i think uh, i'm not really a phone call person i don't often call people without video uh. um mm. but I, I call all the time i mean i have video conferences literally all day long <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm very used to the format now to to um watch people's faces gotcha gotcha um, it's funny because I, the other, the other thing is that I really like, like I'll, I have a few people I'll talk to on the phone, um, from time to time, just a regular audio phone call. And, and those are always my favorite like calls. Um, and, cool. uh, that, that was the other, yeah, that was the other thing for me. And like, I, I have this one friend who's like, let's talk on hangout video. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just old or something. Are you, you're like, you're probably... I know you're younger than me. I don't know how much younger you are. You're probably 30. You're in your 30s, right? I am, but that's that's a wide shot. <laughs> that's a wide You're like, I'm 58, Caitlin. <laughs> I just have good skin because I use sunscreen. <laughs> I know you are older, 30. but I also don't know how much older you are. But I, would I don't, say First of all, are... I don't appreciate... I don't like how you said, I know you are older. I didn't like the intonation in your voice. I reversed. I found... I, I found that offensive. I found that very offensive. <laughs> I know that you're okay. older. Why you got to say it like that? Why you got to say it? Like that? Uh, no, I'm just you're well, you're you're one generation ahead in the Magento uh, world for me. You were there before right. me. Right. Um, right. And that usually means you're you you got a, a bit more experience under your belt. <laughs> I don't like the way you said experience under your belt. I don't like the way you're saying anything, man. You're saying everything with this, with this tone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you want me completely yeah. mono monotone? 
Okay, I will try yes. not to intonate yes. too much anymore. When you talk about would, age, experience, you know, when you talk about these types of things, you know, tone it down. I will flatten tone down. It down. And I'm I'm toned down to to baseline. So I think you. Oh, there <laughs> you have it. Intonation. I I think. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. First sentence. I feel, I feel um, a lot. I gotta yell at my kids again. This is not gonna. Go. <laughs> throwing stuff at the windows. I don't hey, hear them. Stop throwing you. things uh, at the windows. Welcome to my life. You don't have kids yet, do you? Man, I yeah. have a six-year-old daughter. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, how did I forget that, dude? I don't know. Uh, I don't I'm, know. I don't, I'm, no, you got I'm me lost. offended. Uh, <laughs> you seem like an irresponsible person who could never have kids. Uh, or, or, or you think I'm that young that I, I, I can't reproduce yet. Are you, let me see, 30? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, 36, just as June. Almost, yeah, 36. In, in, in June? Your birthday's in June? Last June. Yeah, I actually, I had my birthday while I was at Meet Magenta UK. And I, I, I did that okay. really silently because I didn't want to have all the fuss. Um, right. But I was, I was at a Meet Magento party while I had my birthday. And happily, only a few people knew because I don't like birthdays. I hate it. I hate birthdays. I hate them. Because you get this expectation that people are going to do nice things for you. Then, <laughs> then they inevitably don't. And then you're disappointed and angry. And I just, I'd rather it just be a regular day. I don't need all these expectations in my life. You know? <laughs> I have enough. How? I have enough disappointment How? as it is. How do you like hosting parties? Being the host of Horrible. your birthday? horrible me too i don't like i don't host any i don't like to host anything i got if i have two people in my house podcasts i can host because they're virtual technology based anything with people in the room very very bad i get all i get all nervous about all everything being in the right place and all stressed out i can't relax at all yeah i'm not I'm oh not what about you are you big are you a big party hoster no no i really dislike um i mean everyone has a good time except for you i don't understand people that really enjoy running around getting people food and drinks and 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 going from one nicety to the other i like to attend birthdays but yeah. i don't like to host my own especially at home where it's yeah. all your your stuff and you know where everything is and everyone comes to ask you right um, I would, I would, I would like to host a birthday if it's like all in, all in, <laughs> organized. Like you go to a place and there's people serving drinks. That mm. that would be great. Right. But, Basically, um, drinks are the key. Like whether it's a party or not, you just want to drink. You want to go somewhere, yeah. drink, not have to carry food around, and, and yeah, drink. but it's also. It's also overwhelming having so many people that come, especially, f uh, yeah, especially for you, and you you feel like you should talk to all of them, give them a bit of your attention before they leave. So yeah, um, you, you're so divided, and it, it doesn't really make you present. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I really, I think that I, I sometimes I enjoy like a group dynamic. But I think increasingly I enjoy like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody and mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of it. Like, I don't know what it is, but even if there's three people involved, it goes downhill fast. We, we, we hosted our own little conference back in, I think it was May. Uh, yeah. Hufa camp. And yeah, I, I saw, I, I saw a picture of that, man. I grossly underestimated the amount of talking that I would need to the amount of socializing that I would need to do while there yeah. because we we it was an unconference format so bar camp kind of um, yeah. so a lot of improvisation and I didn't assume that I would need to lead a lot of the discussions we had these uh, 
uh, roundtable discussions and someone right. in the end turned out someone needs to lead that still so you get the conversation going and someone throws up some questions right. etc so and um, from the moment I got there it's like people came all the way from from Poland and Spain um, uh, to to Germany uh, we only had 80 seats 80 tickets for the for the event but uh, from the mm. moment I arrived there there were people like anxious to talk to me and um, which was fantastic and I was super happy that everyone came all that way but it felt a bit like um, hosting your own birthday as in mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you constantly uh, want to talk to people because you you looked forward to speaking to them but yeah 80 people to talk to over a span of two days that's um, that's a lot if you're also hosting yeah. the conference and like doing the introduction talks and everything But, yeah, um, you're like I liked you people better when you were just avatars on a screen. Asynchronous, <laughs> <laughs> asynchronous discussions like synchronous avatars on a screen. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, I, you know, I had this weird realization that like talking um, because I was thinking about how I like talking like like again without video, just audio and. Um, Uh, and I had this, this realization that like, it's, a, it's actually a, it's a technological achievement to be able to talk to somebody without looking at them. And then you, you like right now I'm just sitting on the patio. I'm just looking off into where, wherever I don't have to worry about eye contact or anything like that. And like mm -hmm. you, you couldn't, you couldn't do that before technology. So it's kind of a, it, it's kind of a, it's a stupidly simple thing, but it just somehow it occurred to me that it was like a something that regular you know people can't do without technology before technology you couldn't have a conversation without eye contact that's what you're saying yeah yeah ba yeah basically like i guess i guess the train of thought was uh, like audio is the most basic form of of conversation and then video is more advanced It's like better. It's more technological. It's it's more technologically advanced. And it's like, wait a minute. Actually, video is just sort of a recreation of in person. You see people and talk in person. And actually, being mm -hmm. able to talk without seeing people is something that you couldn't do without technology. It was kind of the the train of thought. You're like, dude. You're like, dude. I could not care less about your videoless conversation. No, Content. I was, I was, I was thinking about um, this um, a sketch you would make these uh, phones with uh, a can with a wire in between. And you would like, <laughs> oh. you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And you would say, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I was, I was wondering if that counts as technology, because gotcha. with that, yeah. with that, you could well, talk does. without seeing each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that does. I mean, te like really, technolo technology is just another word for a tool. You know, I we we said, tend to think of technology in terms of like digital digital tools, but like mm -hmm. pretty much anything that's a tool is is a uh, is technology. So, so yeah, that was the. Original. How's life? How's life for you, Kalen? How? Uh, what, um, what what's the what's the Costa Rica situation? What's the I'm vibe? I'm so curious. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've been out here for like two weeks, and um, sorry, and uh, we're actually it's funny. My my oldest daughter is, has been sick for like four. Well, my wife and I got my wife got sick, and then I got sick. Just like, not nothing too crazy, just like a like a like a cold and like a minor fever type of thing. And uh, mm. and then I was sick for a day, and then my wife was sick for three days, and then my middle daughter was a little bit sick for like a day and then my oldest daughter has been like kind of in the house for like three days so i feel bad but um in costa rica but yeah we've been out for like two in, yeah in, in costa rica yeah, yeah yeah here in 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 paradise at the beach um yeah we're out we've been out here for like two weeks and we have um two weeks left to go and but you're uh, there regularly yeah, right Sort of, yeah. So we came. I came here first. Um, I guess two two years ago, I think. And um, I did like a surf camp, and then my wife came out, and we and then um, we were here for for like a month, and then um, we um, and then and then we came back with our our 
this is our fourth trip. So we've in the last, I think, uh. two years, we've we've come here. So we came here together, and then we came with the kids, um, and then this is our oh, and then we came together again a third time, just the two of us, and then this is our second time with the kids. Um, so yeah, I was full on like after my first trip, I was like, I need to move here. This is it. This is my new life. It's it's over. Um, and then we came, uh, and then we came with the, um, sorry, one sec, man, I have a lot of, <clears throat> uh, a lot of, uh, what's that called? Phlegm. Sorry. It's gross. And then, um, we came here, uh, with the kids for two months last summer and I was oh. like, like, we're going to move here. Let's do like a, let's do like a, a you know, a really long trip to feel it out, figure out. Recon exactly figure out where we want to move, where we want to live. I was very like fly by the seat of our pants. So I was like, let's. Not, my wife was like, let's plan everything ahead of time. I was like, nope. We'll get an Airbnb and we'll move from one Airbnb to another, and we'll just find the you know the best place. We'll go explore. And it what was coast it was you? just a lot. Uh, we're on the Pacific coast. Um, so the city is called Tamarindo, Tamarindo, and. Um, so it's, it's east uh, or west? It's kind of a popular me. beach beach area. Oh, west, west, yeah. West. west. So that's the salt west ocean, right? West coast is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there an yeah. ocean that's not a salt ocean? I don't. Or not, um, I thought all the oceans were feel, fairly. Uh, there's there's a difference at least in well maybe I'm I'm saying it wrong but there's a difference in in the kind of uh, uh, aqua life that you find so if you dive on the mm-hmm. east side then mm-hmm. you find a lot of turtles and and such and mm-hmm. if you dive on the west side you'll find mm-hmm. huge mantras and sharks and uh, lot mm-hmm. more dolphins mm-hmm. and um, so gotcha um, I I went diving on both. No, only on the west side. Only on the west side. I was oh, okay. on the east side as well, but uh, on the west side, I went yeah. to this uh, uh, nature reserve. That's an island uh, on the coast near Corcovada, a bit more north. And um, uh-huh. it was fantastic. I saw I saw uh, mantas That's on cool. the water. Ray, Ray Manta. Uh, Ray uh-huh. Manta rays. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Manta rays. Yeah, like, like I don't know, yeah. four, four meters span wide. Uh, gigantic. And... Uh, I lay on the ocean floor between sharks and uh, um, yeah, it was fantastic. That's you're insane, man. People that like to go around sharks are just crazy. Not all, not all I mean, sharks I, are um, are a threat to humans. Nah, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Most are super friendly. Yeah, I saw I saw a video I saw a video on TikTok the other day. This guy he's like fishing. And there's like a, a small shark, like a like a baby shark. I mean, it, it was probably a foot or two long. Um, and and he was he had caught it on the line, and he was reaching down with his hand to pick it up, and he kind of put his hand in his mouth, like. And then all of a sudden, he's like struggling, and the shark kind of bites him, and he pulls his hand up, and he goes, "I just it lost my damn thing." Ah. He goes, get it. I just lost Pinky. <laughs> he said uh, it. And then one of the comments was like, he sounded like he dropped his phone in the water, like the way he said, the way he said it. Yeah. It sounded more like an annoying, like I would have been screaming for the top of my lungs. But uh, You can um, only do that 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You I guess one, of, uh, once you're once you're halfway, <laughs> it gets a lot harder because you're kind of. It's hard fishing if you're halfway down. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe you know, maybe if you had three fingers on each hand, you know, or three and two, you it would be better than five and zero. It's you know, rough. Have you ever broken a finger, or or um, like have? Like I've never broken seriously a, injured. I've never really injured a finger. I've broken my wrist and my hand, uh, but no, never a finger. Now that I think about it, you, you never know how valuable your limbs are until you hurt them. It's like right. your pinky toe. If you hurt your pinky toe and you can't use it, then you find right. out that you actually use it. <laughs> 
for balancing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I did yesterday. I stepped on a – or the, the day before yesterday, I stepped on – it must have been a bee or something like that. But it, like, stung my toe at night, and I was freaking out. And my toe – it's not my pinky, but my middle – or my right next to my uh, pinky, pinky minus one, is, um, <laughs> is like, swollen. <laughs> and – and I'm surprised that, like you said, like how conscious I am of the fact that it's swollen. You just feel it all. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you forget. You forget how much the pinky matters, which leads us into very gracefully our topic of discussing Magento, the pinky toe of the e-commerce ecosystem these days. <laughs> am I right? That's a fantastic segue. So natural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I've been trained. I have a very particular set of skills, and um, that I've that I've honed over a very a very long time. But um, but before we do, I'm still I'm still curious. Are you so? Are you planning to move entirely to Costa Rica? Costa no, Rica? no. Um, I the the first time I came here, I if you would have asked me, I would have said yes. And then again, we came with the family and it's just a lot, there's just a lot more moving parts. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are very obvious to most people, which me, I have to experience, you know, the, the pain in, you know, in person to realize, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a lot more going on when you have kids and it's just a lot more complicated and stuff. So, um, how do they adapt? Like they're homeschooled, right? So you're, yeah. you're free-ish to go where you want. Yes. That, yeah, that's the crazy thing is that we really, we really could, I mean, work remote homeschooled. So in theory, we could live in Antarctica if we wanted to. But, um, but in practice, like my kids have, you know, back home, they've got dance classes, they're in music classes, there's yeah. their friends, community, all that kind of stuff um, that, that uh, is, is, is so important, you know, to them, even though we do um, homeschool. So um, that, so would that it be viable to do us... half half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would kind of be the move. Is like if we could um, come down here for like vacations and stuff. Um, it's still just it's still um, so maybe that'll happen at some point. Um, but I mean, we're kind of doing that now, I guess. But like, if if we really wanted to come back here, like if we wanted to like try to get a place here, then we really would be you know, coming here pretty regularly, but, um, it's, and can you do all um, your work from there? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the, yeah. I mean the internet in this particular Airbnb is like, it's good. Some it's, it's okay. But like, you know, even just having a conversation, having it cut off for five seconds at a time is like, it, it's surprising mm-hmm. how much that impact. Yeah. It's surprising how much that can impact you. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I could, um, it's, um, but I don't know. It's it's um, I mean it's cool here. It's just like, for example, just little things like we can't like we don't really. It's like if my wife and I want to go take a walk together, we can't really do that so much because we got to have somebody has to be here watching the kids. Um, mm-hmm. And when my youngest one youngest son is like maybe a year older, that'll probably change. But mm-hmm. so we do a lot of divide and conquer. One of us is doing something with the kids. The other one's going for a walk and stuff. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different, it's just a lot different than like the times we just came here by ourselves. Kind of a, kind of the deal. Um, just a lot I just know when, parent when, stuff. when I was there, <laughs> my, my trip to Costa Rica was so adventurous that when I got back or when I was there, I, yeah. I was constantly thinking like, this is cool for me, but I wouldn't take my daughter here just because Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to Corcovado and stuff and went diving with, with, with sharks. And, but it just that the fact that you can walk somewhere and you can have a, a deadly snake <laughs> that's, that's smaller than right. your hand. Um, that's, just, that's a lot different than here in the Netherlands where the biggest yeah, risk is I, see, I'm not, just people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not down with deadly snakes either, man. I don't think they have any of those out here at the beach um but dude i'm not yeah i'm not into deadly snakes sharks there are alligators or crocodiles whatever it is out yeah. here which there's a there's a river it's called an estuary that that goes into the that um funnels into the the the, the ocean and mm-hmm. there's crocodiles in the river and you can go take a boat tour and see them i have no idea why people do that i have no interest in alligators 
and and but they do occasionally go into the ocean where people are surfing i've never seen one while i was surfing there hasn't been like an attack for like ever um so it's more of a fear like it's like what you're saying about the shark it's like in 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 practice it's not a real it's not a real risk but every time Mm -hmm. i'm out there surfing i'm just like looking around nervous about it you know so yeah it's kind of it's kind of wild what what does your work currently what how does that look your work is that mostly you automated most of your your work right so is it is it mostly just talking to people well um it's it's um i'll go i'll kind of be in different modes like if i'm in if i'm in in, i'm kind of in more of a passive mode right now where i'm kind of i'm answering emails and if if somebody says hey i'm looking for a job okay cool and then i'll send i'll kind of review their profile and then send them out to a couple of clients that are looking to hire um and then and the same thing on the client side if a client emails me i'll say cool i'll i'll try to match them up but it's more like Hmm. it's more a little more passive um, and then if I'm in more of an active mode, then I'm kind of going and I'm kind of connecting with X number of people on LinkedIn every day and, um, a- and then actively trying to find, you know, find candidates and clients to kind of match up. And then usually what will happen is if I do that for a little bit, like a month or two, then I'll, I'll build up some, um, some, momentum. Mad, some, some, some momentum and some hires and then I'll get some, uh, some hires that'll happen and then they'll, um, you know, and then they'll, you know, continue to kind of do their thing for the next few months. So that's kind of the rhythm I've, I've settled into a little bit. And is it, how, how much of your, how much of your business is now Magento related still? You, you started to do a bit wider, also Shopify stuff and just e-commerce. Yeah, water, right? I mean, it's probably still 90%, 95. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I've had people say, "Hey, I want to hire somebody Shopify," and I'll, you know, I'll try to put some feelers out, and I think I'll, I've gotten a, a couple of matches, but um, it, it's probably still nine, like ninety percent. Um, cool. Yeah. So Magento so, still provides for you. Magento still provides for me. Yeah, I just, as it does um, for so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's it's um it's definitely. Uh, in many ways, like, I, I think, and I think in my, like, in my mind share, or, it, you know, in, um, in how I think about e-commerce and things like that, which is hopefully increasingly less every day, um, I see it as being a smaller, like, in the grand scheme of things, of, of, of people doing e-commerce and stuff like that, like, I see it as being smaller and smaller, but it, but in my own, um, you know, in my own business, it's, it's still, you know, like you said, it's what is pays the bills. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of how it is. Like a lot of people go, Oh, well, Magento is, is losing market share. And, and I'm sure it is in many segments of the market. Uh, but other other segments are just chugging along, you know. The, the market cool. as a whole has grown so much that um, a, a smaller market share doesn't necessarily mean less, a, a s- smaller total. Yeah. <laughs> total numbers. Like the pie. Yeah, yeah the, the, the pie got bigger <clears throat> um, and keeps getting bigger. Yeah. So, and... Yeah, there's more diversity, and the, the the landscape looks different than than right. five years ago, or even t- two years ago. But that's right. good because a, a large large part of the market wasn't even best served by Magento, especially right. low end market. Um, right. And if a, if a merchant starts out fresh, and they they haven't proven their product in a market yet, they should definitely go for a hosted SaaS solution. Right. Right. Unless you're. What? Yeah, unless your requirements are really B2B or custom stuff or price on requests right. and all these really specific. There's a couple of verticals, automotive section, uh, uh, automotive market, right. those kind of, that's that's a bit more, bit more tricky to do on a SaaS. Right, right. 
And and what, how's it going for you, man? Are things just continuing to grow out of control and stuff with Hufa? And no, not out of control, of luckily. Mm. <laughs> in control, <laughs> all in control. In control. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're really maturing uh, also as a as a as a company. Um, we're we're hiring hiring slowly but steadily. Mm. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we got a, a big hire coming in September. That's going to help me more on sales and partnerships. Um, That's which cool, is man. Current, currently, our, our after growth is mostly expanding our sales, actually. That's roughly a thousand sites live now. Right. And my argument is if you can sell something a thousand times and a thousand times people are super enthusiastic and happy that means you can sell it a hundred thousand times so we need to reach the the rest of that market wow so you think the market is a hundred times bigger than uh, what you currently i think there's potential to grow really fast if you see that on build width we now I think this morning I looked, we're at 850 that they registered. PWA mm-hmm. Studio has 750. So that's mm-hmm. 100 less. We surpassed them in June. So that must have felt kind of good. <laughs> that must have felt good. Yeah, but also sad in a way. Because uh. it doesn't get the traction that one might have hoped for. And as PWA Studio is kind of the path forward, for Adobe's version of Magento. If that doesn't work well, that means that you lose quite a bit of adoption on Magento. And mm-hmm. uh, we we can compensate that and we can get a lot of people to Huva um, and in that way expand the market, uh, market of Magento. But it would be a lot more powerful if also on other for, uh, storefronts um, the Magento market would grow. Um, I think it would right. be unhealthy if if Huva does ten thousand storefronts uh, and and PW Studio has fifteen hundred by the end of next year. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think if we look still, if you look also to other other um, front ends, uh, the headless ones. Um, if you look at a few storefronts, um, big mm-hmm. shout out because they released their Magento 2 um, integration for few storefront 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so they already had few storefront 2 for, I don't know, maybe two years already, but they never migrated Magento 2. That was still on the old version of few storefront, their initial version. Mm-hmm. And now um, they worked two years on integrating it on, their, on a newer version. Uh, that's a lot lot better i think in in a lot of ways um nice so um they they, i think that's also really good like the um they they announced that last week they had a big release party and um i think just the fact that they continue to invest in the in the front end that works with magento is good for the magento ecosystem as a whole right right Um, right having options and i think yeah, having options and um, there's there's always a use case for the one front end or the other, mm-hmm. and uh, there are use cases for headless storefronts. Um, and um, actually, we're we're planning a, a webinar together with few storefront and um, um, nice man. Free, yeah. So we we want to. There's so much confusion around. PWA, single page application, multi-page application, composable commerce, um, headless, um, all of these terms, um, marketing kind of got ahead of themselves and did a lot of hyping on all of those terms without fully crystallizing what what those terms mean mm-hmm. and where they sit in the market. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adobe played a big role in that with PWA Studio and Mm-hmm. And um, really putting that as the future of of the e-commerce <laughs> e-commerce front ends, uh, mm-hmm. putting it out there like that with the promise of performance. While performance is only a requirement of a PWA, it doesn't mean that if you build a PWA, it's actually fast. And now we have a lot of examples of PWAs that are not fast. Um, yeah. 
and we have an we have an example of a front end uh, uh, in Huva that is really fast, um, which is not a PWA. So there's there's just a whole whole lot of options as a merchant and an agency that you have. And we fought um, Philip Rakowski and me. So Philip is from Fuel Storefront. And you might say we're competitors or on the other end of the market. But we both felt that there's a need to explain what all these team, all these terms mean. And that's awesome. Things like, yeah, things like composable commerce. If you ask me, we've been doing that for 10 years. Magento always has been composable. A lot of people used it as a composable system. If you integrate Akinio as a PIM, and Navision as an ERP, and you have search coming from Clevu or from Sensei, from Adobe, and your emails come from MailChimp, etc. That's all composed. It's just the only difference now is they also put the front end, they separate back end and front end, so it's headless. So that's just one, one plus. It's one extra service that doesn't live in your Magento back end. But then instead of putting everything together in Magento as a service hub or a microservice hub, they now tie everything together in middleware. So if you if you go headless, you still need all of those data streams for all those microservices to somehow be composed together so that all that information arrives into one place. And um, that's just as complicated and in some, in some cases even a lot more complicated then tying everything together in a monolith. Um, so it's it's funny because I'm I'm like I'm I'm much I'm less and less connected to the, the nuts and bolts of um, all the, all these things. You know, like mm-hmm. and, and I try I tried to I tried to give you the heads up that um, I I feel a little I feel a little bit dumb when talk when talking about these things, um, uh, but but. On the flip side, I might be more and more a good example of like kind of a dumb, uh, dumb is the wrong word, kind the of consumer. A, like like a like a client, yeah, consumer or a client or somebody who is disconnected entirely from the technology and like literally, like I've heard the phrase composable commerce probably, but like mm-hmm. I I don't I I don't have any context on it whatsoever, you know. So like the description you're giving. Um, pretty much makes sense like as you're describing i'm going like well yeah i mean we've had composable commerce in the sense that you're composing together these different tools to to build out your site um uh but but i don't know i don't even know exactly what people mean when they you know what's meant by composable commerce Mm -hmm. it's it's currently it's mostly used in the context of of headless and um um, going for a microservice architecture. So you're tying together all these microservices and all the microservices um, are responsible for usually just one thing. And uh, that's where Adobe is oh, also okay. heading with... Yeah, so Ad- Adobe with their PWA offering is also heading to um, putting all new features that they will add to their commerce uh, toolkit will be microservices. So you'll have a stock service that serves uh, your stock data, your inventory data. You'll have um, a pricing microservice that's super fast right. in serving prices per customer to, to your front end. But the complication right. there is that um, every, every new service that you add has its own manual, has its own implementation details, has its own API. And somewhere right. it all needs to communicate with each other. And you need to keep all of that data in right. sync because your stock needs to know right. which SKUs you have, your sales or your, your pricing thing needs to know your SKUs, um, your, your, right. your PIM needs to know all of these data. And they all need to communicate with each other and then also right. be a super fast interface to serve data to the front end. And that means right. you, need speci- right. you need a lot of specialists. So it gets very... Right expensive very fast um right because yeah you need a whole team of people that are specialized in in all of those services um and Mm -hmm. all of those services Mm -hmm. also have have their own subscription fee or pricing model based on the amount of SKUs or the amount of visitors that you get so um Mm -hmm. 
yeah, start writing a, a, a offer for for a merchant with all of those services and and uh, and find out what the pricing will be. It's it's mm -hmm. uh, it's complicated. Mm -hmm. So that makes um, sense. That makes sense. And that's why yeah. why we're we're growing a lot faster. I guess is because we sit in this space in the market where uh, a lot of these things are minimized to just working with the monolith that does a lot of things really well and then integrate a couple of uh, pre-integrated services. Um, so if you want to use one of those uh, search providers, it just works with plugins, just like classic Magento does. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we, we can really, with Huva, we can really leverage that ecosystem um, and all those extension providers. Um, we got, we just like, um, about two months ago, uh, we had this tipping point where uh, companies like Ahedworks and Mirasfit and MST um, and Webco uh, and Mageworks, they all got on board to make their extensions compatible with Huva. Um, wow, that's and, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's this, this different pace to each extension providers in which they make them compatible, but... Right. Um, yeah, we it's it's uh, it will depend a bit on momentum, I think, also adoption rates. So, uh, but a couple of them, like Mirasfit, it took it took two months maybe, and he had twenty five extensions made compatible with Huva. So that's major. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm um, I was I, I was I was like I said, I, I'm in a weird position because I used to be and I'm thinking back to like those those first mage talk days when we, you know we were just coding Magento all day every day and I was just in the guts of it all the time and just talking mm -hmm. about the stuff we were doing and you know be messing with an extension and talking about some specific issue I ran into with an observer or whatever and now I'm so disconnected from it that I'm part of me is trying to kind of grok like what the how you're how how they're um and and curious about how they're integrating specifically with um how they're making their extensions compatible with Huva, and then the other part of me is like ah i i, I don't need to try to understand that <laughs> I'm, I'm, i should just, i should just stay at a high level <laughs> but um but well, but it's it's cool to hear that because it, it just it shows that your adoption is is growing in i mean that's how an ecosystem builds out you've got you start with a product that you get customers you get more and more customers you build your team and then you get the ecosystem of um other um extensions or other parties that are integrating so that's just that's really cool to hear yeah so much work went went into really helping those extension providers um writing good documentation which finai mostly really? did yeah, oh. um, and uh, we recorded a whole session of instruction videos how you migrate a Luma extension to Huva. Right. So step by step, how do you approach rewriting the JavaScript, the CSS? How do you um, provide an extension that both works with Luma and with Huva? Um, so all those those nuts and bolts uh, were explained in videos, and then we did one on one sessions where we. Um, we gave trainings to those extension providers um, to answer their questions and everything. So we really, we we really try to assist them there. And we spent months and months and months making extensions compatible ourselves to set the example. Right. So we have we have this compatibility module repository um, in our in our uh, our closed GitLab, so all our customers can access that. And there's a, there's a couple hundred extensions um, so smart. that are being worked on uh, either by us or by our customers. And we incentivize that. So we really right. ask the agencies that work with Huva uh, if they make an extension compatible, that they would share that code with the rest of our customers so that everyone could profit. And then the ones that right. really put effort in there, uh, we made those uh, partners uh, of Huva. So... Um, that's a nice incentive right. uh, for them to also get more leads and to get more more recognition in the in the Huva ecosystem, 
And then with that, as soon as I could, uh, as soon as I could go to Amnesty and show them like, hey, uh, here's here's eight extensions that we made compatible from Amnesty for your own extensions, and here's right. fifty customers of yours that are already using it. Oh, dude, what do you think? That's, yeah. <clears throat> You're That's already so making money off of Hufa. Why, yeah. why wouldn't you invest more uh, into into growing that out? Because uh, you can get a lot of more traction than you could get with PW, PWA Studio. And it's a lot less work to make something compatible with Hufa because of Dude, PWA Studio. So just Yeah. So I've seen like, <laughs> I've definitely been involved in, sorry for the noise, I just had to go outside to get more coffee. But um I've definitely been involved in different projects where somebody is building out or even just observing the different platforms do it where, where someone is building out, um, you know, integration points for extension vendors or whatever, or, or people to use an API. And, and there's this chicken and egg process where you want them to use it, but you have to make it easy for them to use and you have to have a lot of good examples and you have to, the adoption process is cuts this complicated, like chaotic process of adoption by the community and then and then the, the, the platform making it easy um and the way you describe that is just absolutely the way to do it that's um that's cool man this is why i call you the god king man the magento god king and i know oh, that you don't. don't like it but i but i continue to do it partly because <laughs> partly because of how how humble you are that's kind of what cracks me up about it too but, um, you enjoy but... you enjoy how unpleasant <laughs> I feel when you do that. Yeah, it kind of gives no, me I this vibe. <laughs> it it kind I, of gives I, me I, the I vibe of when your when your mother gives you compliments when strangers are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But she's doing it Mom, because she's it. genuine. No. She... <laughs> but she does it because she genuinely loves you. She doesn't care. But. Um... But anyways, uh, no, that's a uh, that's that's really cool, man. I'm happy that you're getting that that adoption by the the major extension vendors and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, good times, good times. So, um, how do you how do you keep up with the with with the Magento ecosystem, if at all? I really, I really, what's that? Sorry, I should let you finish the question. Yeah, because I I noticed that you really changed your social media behavior uh, a, yeah. a while back, and it's really like yeah. it, there's a small window where you can have interaction with you on Twitter, yeah. and then uh, yeah. once you stop answering, you know it's gonna be another twenty four hours until <laughs> <laughs> until you pick up the conversation. So you know uh, the drill. You, you yeah. really have a you really have a, a set time that you use Twitter on the day, yeah. right? Yes, yes. So I, you know, part of this was just because like I've been working on kind of unplugging from social media technology. I mean, um, I was there was a time, I don't know, however many years ago, five years ago, four years ago, when I was so addicted to my phone, which was mostly Twitter, that I was on it all the time at, at, at home in front of my kids and and stuff like that. And and um, and it was, um, you know, it was not. Uh, on the one, on you know, there's like multiple levels uh, you could ana- analyze. On the career con- slash connection with the community level, it was good because I was more connected and 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 intell- it was intellectually engaging and stuff. But then on the other level, I was I was just addicted to the phone. So I've been working on unplugging from it. And one of the ways I, I did that is to just I kind of batch my work, um, whether it's uh, email stuff or Twitter, LinkedIn, I just kind of batch it and I do it once in the, in the morning. Um, and sometimes I, I do want to be on there more you know, you want to engage, you want to see that blue dot and stuff like that. And I'm, it's been a process of trying to minimize that kind of on the addiction, um, in the addiction sense, I turn off all my notifications for different things. And I think that's been good for me, but, um, but then, you know, and, and, and then part of me was like, well, I just need to unplug entirely, go live in a mountain, never use technology ever again. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> and then I'll come back the other direction and I'll realize, like, I do enjoy the, the in, intellectually, like, engaging with people and sharing ideas and things like that. So I kind of, like, I started kind of trying to, like, write 
I started sort of like a writing habit like a month or two ago, which which as I kind of work on Chris like crystallizing ideas, and a lot of them are very random. Some of them are not at all e-commerce related, but um, that's been kind of fun for me. And um, so I, I go back and forth trying to find the right balance of it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 why I'm a lot of times incognito on uh, on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's healthy, I guess. I'm. Um, I know. I really needed to do that when when I had my my uh, my second burnout. Uh, after right. that, I really right. needed to to uh, cut all the noise and uh, really right. really have some silence. So I I turned off everything on my phone. Right. Um, right. And at some point, that um, I slowly uh, started to re-enable some things, but still. Um, I'm right. I'm still very disconnected from uh, WhatsApp chats, and I never enable right. notifications from group uh, group chats. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because the group chats can get crazy, and I mean, you can't have all your notifications on. Like, you, there's some. I mean, this day and age, there's some a number of notifications that you you, you have to figure out what's best for you to to enable and disable. Um, and if you just have everything on, it's just, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna drive you crazy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> trying to find it. It's funny though. I have, I, 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 I do like think sometimes I'm, I've been doing this recruiting thing for like all coming on six years now. And, um, and I'm, it's, <laughs> you got a recruiting thing. thing. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I used to, I used to avoid the, word, are you like, in peace with yourself now? <laughs> I'm not at peace with it. I just call, I just like, like I, so, so when I would meet people and they would say, what do you do? I'd be like, Oh, I built this platform to connect people who are trying to hire and blah, blah, blah. And they go, they look at me like what? And now I just say, I, I do recruiting for software developers and it just, <laughs> it's a faster, I just, I know it's, it's bizarre. I just, I just accepted the R word. Um, but, um, and my Twitter bio, I put developer turned recruiter, sort of, it's kind of weird. Um, but I, it's like it, you know, it pays the bills and, and, um, I, I feel like I do it in a, in a way that I, I'm, I'm comfortable with. I think, I don't know. There's probably a lot of people that do it in a slimy way, but I do have this thought more and more often, which is like, I, I wish this thing would just dry up and I'd be forced to do something else because like, I, you know, I just want to, I just want to do something else. <laughs> It's kind of like it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of a problem. So, but then I'm like, man, if my mind just completely rots to the point where I have no uh, <laughs> skills, no valuable skills whatsoever, I'm gonna be in a bad place. You know, I'm gonna be 58 years old. I'm gonna have no skills. Not gonna know anything about composable commerce. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll see. See how it goes. But, Twists but and you're turns gonna, on the. What's that? You're, you're gonna turn. You're gonna turn all of your kids into entrepreneurs, right? Dude, yeah, that's the plan. That's what? the plan. I was bananas. Possibly, you never want to rule bananas out. Um, you never, you never want to rule them out. Um, no, I was, I was. Um, I keep seeing like this stuff on, on TikTok actually related to like print on demand businesses, um, mm -hmm. which is basically just you create a t-shirt design or a mug design and there's like, you just sell it um, without needing to have any inventory or whatever. And mm -hmm. it, I don't know if these posts I'm seeing are all like hype or not, but they're like, oh, I'm making all this money doing it. Um, and I think that the tools to enable, like these tools have existed for a while, but I think this, 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 the, the websites and the tools for doing it have just matured to a point where you can get a nice level of quality. You can, um, you can just kind of make it work. So, and my daughter's really into illustration and art and mm -hmm. drawing and clothes and fashion and stuff. So it's like, oh, how cool would that be if I could get something like that off the ground with her? And, um, you've seen and the, then I was just, well, yeah. Obviously, you 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 got the the Huffa hat and the shirt. Uh, those came Absolutely. from uh, Printful, Printful.com. That's it. See, you're part uh, of the revolution. You're part of the print-on-demand revolution, right there. 
the only issue there is that they they offer the tools to uh, get it printed and shipped, um, but then they right. don't offer a storefront, so nothing right. uh, nothing facing your customer. Right. So. So if I want to actually sell merchandise, I need to set up a store that integrates with Printful. And they have the integration right. and everything, but I still would need to set up a store. Right, um, right. And uh, then, I, then I need someone to run the store and uh, right. <laughs> respond to... Qu I mean, once you start... Set now I'm just shipping out to, uh, to partners and, and, uh, right. and uh, influencers as yourself. <laughs> but um, uh, as right, soon as you right, start right. selling stuff, I thought uh, I was the only one. I thought I was the only one you sent stuff to. I'm now. I'm, <laughs> now I'm saddened. I'm sad. At least brand. At least there. brand had it. Uh, had it uh, ready for the podcast. I saw the snippet. Well, I thought Brett. I, I thought Brett made. I thought Brett made the hat himself. I thought he actually physically. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was like, Willem would have only sent one to me. There's no. Yeah. There's no way he sent <laughs> one to Brent. So I just figured he recreated it as as fan art. But um, but the issue is if if you start selling it, people will complain if the if the stitching gets loose or if something's something's not right, and then right. you have to deal with customer support on on right. body t-shirts. Um, so right, 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 right. That's kind of holding me back on actually selling merchandise because it will be right. it will cost me even more time than than <laughs> selling licenses that we currently do. Right, that's yeah. interesting, man. That's an interesting, and, and it's an interesting angle because I like the. I, I was thinking of like I like a business because you know I've been connecting into different worlds where people are selling merch or, or they're or they're doing swag and stuff like that, and it's um, you know it's kind of a fun thing. It's not like a big priority, but it's something people will spend a few bucks on. And I was thinking like, well, what if what if she could like help people design? Like I was actually thinking of having her design something Hoover related, like some kind of a I don't know something. Um, just for the fun of it. And, uh, but, but, but like, if you could help, cause I'm sure there's tons of people in your position that, you know, they have something they want to sell, but it's just not worth their time to mess around mm -hmm. with a lot. So, um, you know, maybe that would be a, an angle on it. So she should, <clears throat> I should license out the right for merchandise to you and your daughter, and then you will run the store. Absolutely. <laughs> do, do we have a deal? Do we have a handshake agreement? <laughs> We need to talk figures. Ah, okay. See, see, three years ago, three years ago, Willem would have been like, "Yeah, deal." But now you're you're a big CEO guy, you know, and uh, you're like, "Let's we got to talk. We got to talk figures. We got to ink a deal." Um, How do you? No, what cool. what I, do you use for the the Mage Talk merchandise? Because that's fully that's that just ships without you doing. Do you realize you still have a Mage Talk? Merchandise no. store? <laughs> no, I didn't even know that. Has it, somebody bought something there? Nobody's bought anything there. You're messing. I have you're a messing mug here. Since you, since you didn't send me a mug yourself, I have a mug that I ordered from your Mitch Dog store. When? And a shirt. And a shirt, actually. When? <sighs> this was like nine years ago? So, no. Before I had my first... Um, I was on Mage Talk the first time when I started gotcha. doing Hoover. And I thought it would be gotcha. funny to wear the Mage Talk shirt. Totally. So yep. um, I bought Strong it at move. some point and uh, I used it in one of our own recordings as well. And I thought that it was kind of a, a social media bait that I thought yeah. then Philip and Kaylin will retreat yeah. it very, yeah. very often because I'm... Yep. I'm uh, but that never happened, so... That didn't happen. That uh, didn't happen. <laughs> I didn't sorry, wear it since. Dude. I didn't wear it since. That was a smart move. That was a smart move. Um, but now, now yeah, all I do so is you have a the God King store. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, Why did the revenue go? Now you know, you, know. Look, you sold I, at least two I, items. I don't know, man. I think I think we need to have a little investigation into Philip's bank accounts. <laughs> see what's going on. He might be he might be hiding funds. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I I, uh, I really don't. Oh, my kids are really going at it now. Um, yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny. 
This is cool. Hi. I, I, this is, this is, um, I really, this is my second time doing an audio pod. Did one with TJ with mm-hmm. absolutely horrendous audio. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I have to say the video, I've done so many of the video ones, which I, I would kind of enjoy, but they would just kind of, they would just kind of, uh, just too much friction, a lot of friction. Uh-oh. Kids are going really crazy in the house now. So this has been no, fun. I have my camera on, but you're not, you're ignoring my no, camera then. completely ignoring, completely ignoring. Because that's the problem is then I get, I get, um, I don't know, it's just Distracted. so much easier for me to talk. Yeah, it's just so much easier for me to talk if I'm looking at birds flying around, you know? How big are the chances that you would be at Meet Magento New York this September 23rd? Not that big. Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna be there? You would be a big reason for me to try and make that work. I have really? I still have to I have to have a really serious conversation with my wife um, for traveling mm-hmm. there a week before Mechon conference in Germany, which I also want to uh-huh. attend. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know how much I can travel during that time, but I would really love to go to uh, Meet Magento. Would you just hang out for a couple days? Yeah, I, I've never been to a Magento event in the US. So um, really, I yeah, I'm, I never had the bucks. I had my agency, and it's just all too low skill to to right. be able to afford tickets to. You got that uh, New York money. Imagine, now. you got that New York mm, money. No, I could probably, <laughs> I could probably get a ticket. Uh, 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 nice. <laughs> a ticket to fly there. Yeah. Nice. Well, maybe I'll. May, should we stay in the same hotel room together? Or we're not. We're not. We're we're friends, but we're not friends like that. We're not. We're not. <laughs> you won't even look at co- me now. <laughs> we're close, but we're not that. We're not that close that we'd. Uh... So those hotel rooms but, uh, get pricey. Once you look them up, you're going to realize they charge a pretty penny. Got, I I remember I when I went to Costa Rica, I stayed in New York for. I think three days and I spent more of those three days than I think two weeks in Costa Rica. <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, okay. Well, so you're going to try to be there. Going. Let's keep it. Let's keep a dialogue going. Um, cool. Which is by the way, which is what people say when they're, the answer is no, but they don't want to say no. They say, let's keep a dialogue going. Right? Do you hear that? Is that an American thing, or do Europeans say that too? Do um, Germans say that? Let's keep a dialogue going. <laughs> that wasn't a good. That wasn't a good German accent. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna try to uh, to to do a better one now. Um, but um, what do we say? Um, I don't know, man. But. Um, so now I don't have confidence that you're actually going to look into possibilities to come there. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about. It. I honestly, before you, before you said you were, you, you wanted to go because I was, I'd be there. I was zero percent, zero point zero percent. But now I'm twenty, twenty five percent. I think it's gonna so be, you, it's gonna be legendary. Xed. Yeah. It's actually you infinity xed the the percentages. <laughs> Yeah, from zero to twenty-five. Zero to twenty-five. It's not a twenty-five. I told. Well, I told you, my brain is rotting. My brain is rotting slowly but surely. But the energy, the energy in London, Meet Magento UK last month was fantastic. Just people, people were so, so hyped to see each other again, and uh, COVID has really messed up all our personal relations and just. Yeah, it was it was great just to be there and see everyone and uh, spend right. the night dancing with with Talash. Um, that's um, that's that's worth that's gold. And I I think um, New York it it's the biggest Magento event that you'll have in the U.S. and um, you'll be received as a hero. I think. What's the, when's the last time you went? What's Very the last time you were at the Magento conference? People are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. 
Um, so we'll see. Let's let's continue a dialogue. Let's continue a dialogue. But well, this has been this has been fantastic. I think this is going on the Mage Talk podcast feed. I think this is. I think this qualifies for some classic Mage Talk content. We haven't published in like six months, but I'm gonna just drop it in the feed, like a beast. So that's that's gonna be. People are gonna get a and notification. You know a new Mage Talk. <laughs> yeah, they're that's, gonna be like, that's what? like, yeah. What we can do, we can try. This audio has gone really well, so what we can try for the next one is I'll turn my video on. I'm still not going to look at anything. So <laughs> nobody's going to be looking at anybody. But there will be two pieces of video that can go up on YouTube. We can, we can try that. Mine's going to look really strange, but we can give it a shot. Are you... If you're, if you're will you be wearing that. sleeves? Will you be wearing sleeves or... Um... I kind of feel like now I have to I have to do tank top every single time just because they told me not to. So I, I'm gonna have to overcome that temptation. You it know? was funny to see that Lukash uh, pointed out that they call that a wife beater in Polish, um, yeah. which is yeah. a literal translation from the American wife beater, um, which is not yeah. a compliment to the shirt, I guess. Um, it, it's a strange word because it's. Um, it's it's people you like my wife uses the word just like it's such a normal like word to use you don't it's like you say the phrase but you don't actually associate it with the the action which of course is like horrendous but you just say it like oh yeah we're in a white beater it's like what it's like it's such a bizarre phrase that um you know i think we would in the netherlands we would call that either uh, a tank top or a singlet? Well, to be clear, and I want to correct the record for 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 the people out there, it, the, a white beater is actually it has to be white. It's a white tank, and it's a different it's a different shape. It has to be stained. It has to have. It's, oil it should be stained, stained ideally. But even if <laughs> even if it's not stained, it has to be white. It's always white. It's not a green. Mine was green, and then and then also the sleeve or the what should we call it the cut. It has to be lower cut down to where you can see part of the rib cut type of deal. So, yeah. so I just want to cl- clarify for the record, you know. But so I the, the see-through ones, the knotted ones uh, from YMCA, <laughs> those. No, that's another. No, that's another. That's a whole. That gets us. Yeah, that gets us. Into, that's it gets us into a whole other category. I'm not. I don't have any of those queued up in my in my closet at the moment. Um, <laughs> that's that's a, that would be. A, that's a different. That's a yeah. That's a different one. Um, <laughs> hey man, I gotta go. I think I think my kids are going crazy out here. But this is me. Yeah, I enjoyed this, Kaden. Thanks, man. Me too. Nice. 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 nice.